Live from Ceridian Insights, we're talking with top industry executives and changemakers. Be inspired, connect, and learn. Here are your hosts, William Tincup and Mark Pfeffer. We got the technology to work. Oh, God. It's amazing. <laughs> I already feel like we've had a successful podcast, I right? Do. Let's, yeah. let's go home. Done. Let's go Easy. Home. Carly. Uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Um, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Carly Meyer. Um, I work for newly branded, as of today, IBTR. So we are um, a company of recently three different organizations that merged together to um, really work on improving the employee experience. So it's very interesting. We brought together three different organizations to really make that happen, specifically more like in the benefit space, but HCM overall. So what are the three organizations, what did they do together? Was it more consulting? Was it implementations, SI stuff? A little bit of all, okay. uh, right? So um, one of the organizations with I benefits communications, and they specialize in enrollment and education services. Right. Right. Education, change management for employees is not all about technology, right? People learn. People um, need to be educated. Different points. So we are, we use different methods to meet them where they're at. So we leverage technology, call center, and people education tools to engage them. So we're going to expand that outside of benefits. But today, that's what I benefits primarily did. The other organization we brought together was BTR. They are actually um, deliver some of the tech solutions, um, and specifically in benefits, and also had a consulting division. And then we added RevTech Consulting, which I was the CEO and founder of, which is specific in consulting and advising employers on best fit solutions. Would you, solutions. Would you do uh, vendor selection and contract negotiation, stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. Provider selections. That's what we specialize. So we feel like you know, things go wrong in three areas. One is you don't pick the right solution. You don't implement it, and then you don't manage it ongoing, right? So there's not a lack of stewardship, or there's a lack of stewardship over the platform after you implement it. Um, and so I think that we focus on the front end and start coaching and preparing them for the next phase of their journey, which is implementation. Um, and we do a little bit of implementation support, not specifically for Ceridian because it's a highly sophisticated solution, but we resource and have partners that we overlap with to help them with the success in implementing and deploying the product. So you can actually work with system integrators to do that work. Absolutely, yes. I yes. love it. I love it. Any any particular, I know Mark's got a jillion questions too, but uh, any particular industry or size of company where y'all uh, find yourselves? Um, we, typically, we typically stay out of jumbo, right? So 15,000 and above, but we have worked with organizations, you know, approaching that mark, but we typically work a lot in the mid-market. They're probably one of the most um, resource-deprived right. uh, employers in the, in the marketplace. You know, they're either... Uh, going through lots of growth, you know, they're maturing as an organization, so they need a lot of uh, coaching and resources and help as they continue to grow. So, um, wanted to go back to the notion of experience for a second. Can you sort of tell me how your businesses impact the experience of the employee? You know, these benefits. Why would a lot of people talk about benefits and they talk about experience together? But I think for a lot of people, they, they're not quite sure what the connection is. So could you explain? So if you think about um, people experience, you know, when, when developers are developing technology, they have traditionally developed it from an administrator, you know, ease of use, data movement, 
uh, workflow, how to get things done organizationally in the business. But when you think about people experiences, starting to meet people where they're at. So think about that as like work-life integration. So, so for example, I work every day in teams, right? And so I work in products like Outlook or I'm working from my phone. I want to know how many PTO, a PTO balance I have, or I want to make a PTO request. The idea of a person not having to go to another system to do that, to not navigate away, distracts them, makes them less productive. So it's the concept of meeting them where they're at. It's also the concept of personalization. So I'm super excited because Ceridian just launched a lot of things around people experience and the guided tour. So the, the unique thing about the guided tour around people experience is when they launch into the system, the guide meets you, right? So that's, a, that's an example of meeting people where they're at. So when I actually am getting into the system, how easy it for, is it for me to get what I want? But more importantly, now they have this guide that pops up that was just announced, and I'm so excited. Uh, I'm a little jacked up from that last presentation. So I love to see them responding to the marketplace and, and the need to improve the people experience. It's, it's all about making it easy and meeting people where they're, they're at and in the moments that matter, right? So if I just had a child, what does that mean to me? So the people experience is all about ease of use, meeting them where they're at, and, and being relevant to that, that particular person. I love it. I, I love that you brought the three of those kind of a, it's a three-legged stool, right? Right. You brought them all together. Were y'all partners before? Did y'all know each other? And so fun fact, I've been in the industry for 22 years. Yeah. The fun fact is when I graduated from University of Tennessee, my first job out of college was at Ceridian as a seller. Okay. So it's interesting to be on this journey and back involved in insights and working with them so deeply and also to see them have such success in the HCM industry and, and also to see where they're going. Um, you know, I think... It was a much different Ceridian back then. Oh, yes. It was much different because oh, I was yes. out of Minneapolis, right? Yes, yes. Out of Minneapolis. Um, it's interesting. I think... I would say that Ceridian has always been an innovator, right? And maybe an innovator before their time. So it was interesting because I remember when I was working there, they launched this BPO model, employee self-service. And it was a little bit of ahead of its time. So our attachment rates were low, but it was where the industry was going. I think now the, um, the clients and the employers are much more responsive to innovation than they used to be. So it's good to see them thrive in the marketplace with leading in the innovation area. So. Um, so it's November. Mm-hmm. So we're coming. We're coming up on the end of the year. So this is a required question. Yeah. If you look look <laughs> back over 2022, and then you look forward to 2023, what are you anticipating? Is what are the trends that you see um, that are going to cross over the years? Yeah, I think um, the the trends that are really hot is around the skills and. Again, the work, you know, the contingent, the contingent workforce, and again, super excited about the last presentation of them responding to those trends. I think it's always, it always gets me excited when I see a provider say, "Here's what's happening in the world, and here's how we're developing around it." Right, and so one of the things is the skills engine. Well. Today, it's a foundation for a lot of applications, such as the organizational movement, and they have this organizational mapping. And I could see that it's going to help people manage their workforce management. But if you think about it, if you're an HR person and you have people that are contingent and temp, you need to have those. I mean, we, we saw this when, when the pandemic happened and we had everybody go to home. There were 
many employers that were not able to support at-home work through the tools that they had. But more importantly, when they had shifting around of labor, they had no idea who had what skill set, what they would be happy with, where to move them. And so I think what the trend is said is that we always kind of have to be ready for that moving forward. And how are we always in this kind of readiness state, not a paranoia state, but a readiness state, like better informed um, so that we can help our people transition into better fits. So I think that people experience is a big issue. And I think we all, we, we owe it to employees and workers to get better at the people experience. And so I would say that's a big trend, and I would say not to let up on that. That's a trend that's going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I also think that skills and understanding and getting better at, at that and where people want to be in their work is going to be super important as well, too. So the more companies understand about where their people want to be and the more responsive to they are and the more personalization, the happier you know, your, your workers are going to be. I thought for sure Mark was going to ask him an open enrollment question. Uh, I thought I thought I, I thought when you said it was, this is going to be required, I'm like, okay, I know where he's going with this. I hate open enrollment. <laughs> yes, well, it's interesting because um, having a, a team of deep benefit knowledge right. in the technology HCM space, I would say benefits is one of the lagger from a technology perspective. Right. If you look at point solutions, if you look at things that you, recruitment management systems have done and LMS management systems have done and the innovation that they've had there, it almost saddens me that something that keeps our people well, provides them security and their and, and health and you know that we are such a lagger in that particular area in the HCM. So I feel like benefits has a long way to go and I'm gonna as they were, they called it in their climbing Everest, I'm going to help get behind them and push them up Everest, particularly in that area. They just launched um, mobile open enrollment. So again, that goes to, people look at you know open enrollment like pulling teeth, like yep. nobody wants to do it. And they don't do enough education and supporting. It's like this buildup of moment of this like high spin, but very important uh, product that right. employ, uh, employees use. And employers leverage to retain and attract talent, but then you literally have like two weeks, and it's difficult, it's complex, and no wonder people don't like it. So it has a bad, it has a stigma, and I think that there's a lot of opportunities to change that. So, two things. One is, what do you think employees want more of? Like, out of the pandemic, I think we all saw more of mental health and things like that. But what do you see the employees just from the bottom up? What do they want more? And from an analytics perspective, the opposite side, what do you, how do you, how do you see consumption? So like when, you know, when y'all are doing the analysis of what people are actually using versus what they're not using, like I used to tell people in the benefit space, it's not a benefit unless people actually use it, right? It's just a thing on the list. So the the question is both twofold. It's from the bottom up, what do you think employees want as benefits, new benefits, and, uh, and on the analytics side, what's the best way of looking at consumption or usage? Right. So it's interesting because our hashtag for our new brand is make any every interaction count. Oh, cool. And I think that's what people want. Mm-hmm. They want when they're interacting, they want it to count. They want it to be meaningful, right? And so I think that's what they want from the employers, to really understand them. And use those analytics, use all these great tools that you have to make you make our working relationship better, right? And not to perceive me so much just as a worker, but a value, a value to the overall business strategy. 
right? And so I think you can do that. And then as far as a from a consumption perspective, like what we're going to see is, again, we have to start meeting people where they're at. They're on their phone. They're on a Teams app. They're in their Outlook. They might be in Google, you know, Gmail. Um, we have to start meeting them. We have to start plugging in, again, these things. And so I think from a consumption perspective, we need to start getting smarter about how we can connect to them where they're at. So, so I think we're going to see consumption change from that perspective. Now, I'm curious about how you see you know, your company and Ceridian sort of melding together. When you get together with them, what's the value that the customers get? So I think when we're, all, when we're advising clients for like best fit solutions, I think one of the, the values that Ceridian brings in, it, is that they inspire, you know, they have a product that can actually respond to the client's requirements and needs. And, you know, because there's so many products out there that are very um, uh, rigid, right? So when you, as an employer, right. you have to stay kind of within those guidelines. And now there, there are employers that are great fit for that. You think about... I always think about technology with an employer as they evolve, evolving with them from a generation perspective. But I think Ceridian gives um, the employers the ability to have more of a single solution. It's for a much more mature, sophisticated buyer that's ready and that needs all of these pieces. Um, and I think they give them kind of like that one home to really have a lot of functionality, but be able to tailor it to their organization and not have to customize, not the depth of heavy, heavy customization, but the ability to the highly configurable toward their organization. I hate the word customization because it right. implies like I can move everything. Right. And um, it's one of those coin phrases that I we do a lot of education and navigating with right. the employer group. Like, be careful when you say, I want to be able to customize. Yeah, yeah. Customize <laughs> and configuration, it, it's, it's both wonderful, simultaneously wonderful, and terrible. Right. Uh, like we, we tell people, have you ever built a custom house? <laughs> have you heard the pain? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's literally like that. And so we try, we, integration, customizations, there's a couple of keywords that literally like send a flag up. And that's just a one couple or one family. Imagine doing that for thousands of employees. Exactly. While we have you trapped here, been um, because you understand kind of the selection, implementation, and communication aspects, right? Mm -hmm. Hack these for us. If When the audience listens to this, what is the, in selection, was the one thing that they could just do to just get it right, and then implementation so and communication students. Let's hack them all through. Yeah, I think um, with selection, a lot of people know they have problems, and they know they want to have it fixed. So it's a knee-jerk reaction. So I'd say the one thing is understand who you are and your requirements. What do you want, right? Like, what do you really want? And it, and we do it kind of naturally, right? Like if I'm going out to buy a shirt or I'm going out to buy a car, I have a mind, uh, in my mind, I'm like, I want a black shirt or a long sleeve. And that's simplistic buying, right? And this is a very complex technical buy. And I think the one thing, if I could tell employers that will make you be successful, is really understand what it is that you're going out to market for. What are you solving? What do you want that outcome to be? Piggyback that real quick. Do you think that they take... Do you think they think technology solves their problems? I, I think there are some misguided employers that think certain things are going to solve their problems, okay. like technology, yeah. right? Right. So, and I think that's why you need to spend a lot of time understanding 
what it is you want to fix. Like, what is it your outcome? Because oftentimes we get involved with clients and the problem really isn't the technology. It's really client side. It might right. be culture, process. it might be utilization, it might be adoptions, yeah. process, data, integrity issues, data integration issues. So what we try to warn clients is, because even though we live in the selection world, um, it's not always the right choice. Right. It's expensive. Right. It's disruptive to your your employees and your organization, right? The, the thing about these systems, they touch every part of your organization and they touch the thing that's most important, your people. So you have to be really thoughtful about making a migration. And so sometimes leaving, you just move to a different system with the same problems. That's right. That's why right? so uh, second marriages have a higher divorce rate than first marriages is because oftentimes, not always, oftentimes the, the person brings the baggage from the first marriage into the second marriage. But so in implementation, hacking implementation, what are we going to what are we going to hack implementation? So I think in hacking implementation is your ability to be ready and to handle the workload. So we work with managed implementation in mid market, again not so much in the Ceridian marketplace. But what we see is clients um, when C level people ask us why would we hire a managed implementation whether that's we're researching like an Axel Global for Ceridian right. or ourselves for a mid market platform <laughs> they say well why would we hire you we're paying them for implementation and I said yeah, we're hi- you're hiring us to help you right. when's the last time your people went through an implementation what's their experience with the new platform do they have a full time job already um, and so I think that most clients are not ready for the workload and the commitment that they have to make to deploy the product properly. So, That's change management. Lots yes. of change management. Lots of change management. Not only, but we see it fall apart at the core team. Right. So they can't even get to change management for the organization. Right. Just they, themselves. Because, yes, it falls apart at the core. They're really comfortable with a payroll solution, a benefit solution before that they've been using for 20 years. And all of a sudden now they've got something new, which is fantastic, but it's new. Yes. And you would be shocked hmm. at the rate of people that try to engineer their future state solution that they were so excited to buy to replicate their legacy system 100%. that they're leaving. Yep. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Well, that, that actually leads to a question of what do you do um, when you're partnered with a company like Ceridian? How do you make sure that your experience, the experience of your product, isn't watered down, that, that the strengths of it continue to, to work? Yeah, I think for, from consulting, I think what the clients need, um, unfortunately with the technology providers, when I was on that side, mm-hmm. I thought I was the best seller in oh, the yeah. world. I oh, thought yeah. they listened. And I thought you were. I was super consultant. And you were. Yes. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I think they like a safe, agnostic place to talk to, to be vulnerable. Right. And I think when you're in the selling and buying process, they're getting sold. Right. And so they're not we're not what the consultant does is create that space to say nobody's perfect, right? And you have to accept your future relationship like a marriage, I love that analogy. Yep. Like a marriage, no spouse is perfect. Right? So that's part of the dating phase, but unfortunately in the technology buying experience, um, we call we have different selection models. Our guided buying experience is the most um, the, the most popular amongst clients because we basically take that process and we model it to what they want to have in that experience. But I think even coming back to us to consult about resourcing or problems or escalation situations, 
they really like that safe place. Right. <laughs> and I joke around because, you know, this, with, with the, some of the sellers, and I don't know if you guys remember years ago that FedEx commercial where the guy says something and the other guy says somebody uses his hands like in a box. Like, what about? Yeah. He's like, just, I just said the same thing. Yeah. And so I think it, it helps to have somebody with years of experience in the industry but that is vested in that employer's success and is agnostic to the total over, overall ecosystem in which they're going to operate. And I just think that they need that safe place, that that partner to help. So I don't I don't think we're ever going to get watered down um, because I think actually consulting is more in demand today than it than it ever has been. Yeah, and I see your solution uh, as a consulting, especially in vendor selection, but we could go into the other two. Is you're agnostic. Which is what you what you mentioned. You, you could we won't mention any other names because we're we're here at Ceridian, but you're not going to force a square peg into a into a round hole. It's 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 ultimately it's got to be the best solution for them in right. whatever they're at, whatever journey that they're on, etc. So right, it's uh, interesting when we sat down with the with the CPN team here at Ceridian, which is the uh, which is the partner yeah. network. Um, they said you guys have a high win ratio. And it's because we don't put people in front of them that are not right fit. Because what I told you before about hacking selection is we really want to understand who they are, their requirements, and what, what outcomes they have. Right. So it's very rare. So while that's good for their sales team, right, like every you know, opportunity they put in front, I, I, my takeaway on that is that we are really taking the time to understand who's the best fit in the marketplace. So when we bring them to an opportunity, they're, they're a good fit. Um. Why are you here? I mean, what, what are you getting out of uh, Insight? Well, you know, it's funny because I originally selfishly was coming because the partner network continues mm-hmm. to grow. Yeah. Um, but I ended up staying today because I really wanted to see where they're going from an innovation perspective. But I have loved talking to the prospective clients and the existing clients, like hearing it from like the ground up, like we just heard from Coca-Cola Florida. That was amazing. It was funny to hear him say, we're a seven-year organization. We're already talking about we need to get rid of the old ways that we do things. And that's, that's just a testament to innovation, right? Like, you're a seven-year-old organization, and you're already having a conversation about breaking down the old way of doing things. You know? And so I think, that, I think that that is really important to always keep in touch with the voice of the client and what's actually happening on you know, the front lines so that we as consultants never really detach. So I got a lot more than I selfishly came in for, and the provider network continues to grow, and I think that that's great, but I got a lot more out of that out of this event than just that. And, and what's the new name of the company? Um, IBTR. IBTR. What does that stand for? It's just an acronym. It's that all the companies coming together, I from benefits. But it's interesting because the I actually now stands for people because we're all about the yeah. people experience, like mm-hmm. the improving the overall. Yeah. First person. First yes. person. First person, yes. So we kind of uniquely took that into you know the, the, the merger of three organizations, but really made it about what our mission is in the future. That's great. You've been wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank so you great. very much. It was great to talk with you. Thank you, guys. This has been great. Thank you. And thanks to Radian Insights. Thank you for listening. Find out more at www.ceridian.com forward slash insights.